The Danger Junior Geriatric Vampire Room is sponsored by Vlad's Easy Suck System. Trying to drain the blood for your 20,000th time and the effort doesn't seem worth it? Try Vlad's Easy Suck brand of products to get that good suck every time with minimal effort. Vlad is offering a special for all the elder vampire listeners out there and their familiars who buy things for them. But we'll hear from them later. Now, Welcome to the Danger Junior Writer's Room. The five of us are back at it again. With the white vans. Yeah, we're doing a special Halloween episode for all you Spooktober fans out there. My name is Austin Zessen, and I'm going to introduce all the other hosts in the room by asking the simple question, what would you like to happen to your body after you die? Mm. Mm. I'm going to go simple. I'm going to want to be buried in a nice coffin that decomposes. I was going to say, don't get a coffin dog, but if it decomposes, that's fine. Yeah, I want to feed trees. But oh. you shouldn't spend that much money on it. No, it's going to be like so a expensive. $5 coffin. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, to my left, Megan Castleberry. Um, I want to be a tree. You know those those things? They'll put you in like a little pod, and then and then as your body is decomposing, mm-hmm. you, you there's a seed in, uh, in, the, in the pod that they put, and then it grows a tree, and then you feed the tree because... Your body's decomposed. I want to be a tree. Do they like cremate your body? No, they just no, they, your dead body. they put your dead body in there. And then uh, you like fertilize mm-hmm. the soil where they put the pod with the tree seed. And then like your loved ones can come visit your tree instead of like your little gravestone. So mm-hmm. like, like maybe like tree incarnation. Hey, mm. hey, yeah. So I no no, no coffin for me. Just wet, wet mud. Wet, mm-hmm. wet mud. Yeah. All right. Logan Bagleberry. Yeah, um, I think if I could have anything done with my body when I die, it is that. So um, Ethiopia had a civil war, and a country uh, was formed from that civil war. They broke up. They were a splinter country called Eritrea. I'm sure some of you listeners have heard of them. And they are basically like the uh, African North Korea. Um, they are a, a totalitarian regime. They rule with an iron fist in Eritrea. No inside footage is allowed out of the country, and people are not allowed to leave the country. I would like for people to take my dead body, pull all the guts and the eyeballs and blood and um, genitals and everything out, and then stuff my body with weapons and guns, and then drop it uh, 
into into Eritrea uh, and civilian homes with a note that says, kill your gods, kill your masters, and hopefully I w- could start some form of revolution um, that would set the Eritrean people free. And you know what, Logan? Wow. Mm. That's why I love you. That's really fucked up, nope, I that's think. that's it. That's the reason. <laughs> and how do you spell Eritrea? E-R-I... T R E A. I think E-R-I-A. it might be E I A, but if, if you type that, you'll see. What do you? Here, I have a question for you. What are you wearing? As Not you're being fully naked. Nudie. And a lot you're of those. Can, can, I, can I put yeah. some socks on you at least? So you can put a sock on my it. left foot and my right foot. No, but Ooh, you said you wanted your genitals. your genitals. Well, you like specifically said taken well, out. Just like the testicles, like all the meat and stuff. I'm gonna put well, some the very because there's there's a lot of there's a lot inside there. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put some very long socks on you. Like, they're going to go all the way up to the thigh. Yeah, and they have to be, like, striped. So you just want to be, like, a flesh purse. When you put it like that. Yeah. Well, if if you put you underneath the right humidity, we could really stretch out your body. Uh Yeah, we could fit so many more weapons in you. I'm dead. I don't give a shit. This is a whole other podcast episode we're going to get to. How to smuggle guns into Eritrea. But let's move on to Blake Brown. That's me, Blake Brown. Um, hello, I'm Blake Brown, and I have actually thought about this before. That's good. You should confront your mortality. I do, often. Yeah. Um, I would like, and I'm holding all of you to this, um, I would like to be cremated while I'm still alive. I'm just kidding. Uh, I would like to be (laughs) cremated, and I would like my ashes to be spread on the dance floor of Barbarella's. Yeah. That's a and really easy hey, yeah. by the actually. way, if Barbarella Austin closes down because of COVID, I'll be furious. Yeah. It's the one thing that I've been looking forward to on the other side of this. If thing. Barbarella Austin closes down and then we make any sort of money at any period in our life, we got to Open it back up. Open it back up. Yeah. Um, we should uh, buy Lala's, the Christmas bar. Oh, after yeah. Stuff. We're, we're coming for you, Lalas. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, support Barb's, Barbarella, if you're listening. If, you, if you've if you never been there, it's a wonderful place. Do you think that... And spread my ashes on the dance floor. Do you think that... I mean, I'm... I'm Blake, and personally, I'm hoping that you live for a long time. I probably will. Do you think that Barbarella's will still be around when you die? Mm, I might have to fast track it. Yeah. If you're you right. die this year, <laughs> then yes, it will be. It will absolutely still be there. Yeah. Here's the deal. Like I know that there years. are like five or six or several of them. Oh. There's one in Portland that's new. They've probably closed down. Yeah. Um, there, because okay, I went to. Anyways, I'm just gonna start talking about barbs. Anyways, uh, it's a cool place, and I want to be burned alive and have my ashes spread. We could do that tonight, my man. <laughs> yeah, cool beans. Let's, wait, let's not mince words, man. They could close tomorrow. Burn me let's, up. Let's burn bring you me to barbs. That's some tonight. foreshadowing for later this episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last. <laughs> But certainly not least, Jimmy D. Um, I would like I would like to do the ashes as well. Uh-huh. But I want uh, I want them spread, you know, around. Mm-hmm. But in like like a meal. <laughs> yes. Whose meal? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I kind of want to do like Whataburger, maybe the patties, honestly. Mm. And it's like you know, it's like oh, that's gross. But you don't know it at first. Hold on. And just a little bit, man. Hold on. It's just a little bit of char. It no, it's not a char. lot. Okay. And maybe they just put a little bit on the grill. And then they make the burgers. And then if like people are like, and then they find out later. 
And then they're like, oh, that's gross. And if you think it's gross, you know, we'll give you another Whataburger or something. You know, like <laughs> yeah. there's some you, sort you of stipend. Jimmy. So you're not going to make an event out of it? You're what just going to. I would eat you, dude. Yeah, it would be an event. It'd be like, hey, guys, free Whataburgers. Yeah. You know? With quotations. With like probably my friends and family first, come first serve. Mm-hmm. Soft And over then there. some enemies. <laughs> I want my enemies and I want my friends and family. I just. And if and everyone, before I die, I'm going to be talking a lot of shit. I'm going to be connecting a lot of webs. I want there to be a brawl. <laughs> at, I want, I'm going to be inviting. I'm going to be stirring up a lot of nonsense, yeah. a lot of rumors, yeah. drama. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Let's yeah. uh, <clears throat> let's let's monetize this uh, because I think that there's a business <laughs> yeah. idea here, and I'll tell you what it's called because I've already got the brand name. Okay, uh, Ashburger. Ooh. Oh my Ashburger, god! Where your rumors start. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you go there and you, you the, somebody like guaranteed, and that's the motto of the burger of the brand. Someone there is you, you're not gonna like them. Mm-hmm. And you can if you go into the place, you get to fight that person. Hey, that's like, life. Someone you, you see know? that and you don't like them, you have to like be like, hey, we're gonna fight. Yeah. But you get at least one sucker punch a year. Like, mm. Okay. If you buy enough. Burgers. It's like on your birthday, you get a coupon, free sucker punch. Free. free if you see someone punch. you don't like, or maybe just a questionable. You know, person. Yeah. There's a lot of those out there. Do you have to give that person the coupon? What's the most? Oh, yeah, you would. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do something nice. But then then it wouldn't really be a sucker bunch. What what is the most common name for a pretty sus person? Pretty sketchy person. What do you mean? Kevin. Kevin? Oh, I see. Like what the person's name. Yeah, Kevin's a good name. Just, you know, curious. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for later in the show. Can All right, let's get on to the meat of the show. <laughs> okay, boys. So I want to know this week. Mm-hmm. I want to know: Have you ever had an encounter with a ghost? And if you have, what happened? And if you haven't, what do you wish would happen? Ooh, I'm spooked. I'm scared. Woo! Spook. I'm scared. Ooh. Ooh la la. Spooky. Spooked. I'll go first if no one has a story. Yeah, I'm I ready. insist. Let me pop this shit off, dude, with some fucking scary shit. Okay. Please so, do. I uh, I lived in a house with uh, my stepmother that I had known for maybe a year and a half, two years. This this lady, dude, a little questionable. She's putting tarot cards in my goddamn underwear. And tarot cards. Dude, What's her name? She's, what? Her name, dude. I wish I could remember. It's. I think you it was. You don't Mer- remember your stepmom's name? I think it was Meredith. Meredith. That sounds right. She was a Latinx lady. And, uh, you know, dude, she was laying that spooky shit down year round and I was a little uncomfortable by it. Um, but yeah, no, seriously, she'd put like tarot cards and shit like in doorways and she was always going to see like fucking psychics and shit. So I was like primed and scared, already ready to go. And, uh, so I meet my stepsisters one day and they're like, oh yeah, you just so you know, this house is haunted. And I was like, oh, you for real? Like I just kind of moved in here and getting to know y'all. They're like, yeah, the room you're in is uh, very haunted. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, not super scared, but I was like, rooms, well, that's please. weird. And uh, they're like, yeah, there's this, there's a man that uh, we think it's a man, but we've la- like we've laid down in the bed at night, and we you know we just feel like this like this weight behind us, like someone just laid down next to us, like you feel the physical weight, and then we like obviously no one's there, but we feel like we feel like someone is, and we turn around and then no one's there, and then it's like gone. And they're like, they both corroborated the story. And so, 
One Ooh. night, one magical <laughs> night. <laughs> I, yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm laying there um, <laughs> on my futon. All right. Classic. Well, the ghost wasn't. Not a classy ghost. Uh, the futon, I was hoping it would deter the ghost. But I'm laying um, east, I believe. And uh, I just feel the sleep washing over my eyes. And then uh, out of nowhere, I feel like somebody just lay down right behind Uh me. Yeah. Okay. And uh, how old were you? I was uh, 17. Okay. So, oh, yeah. So, right under the line, right under the limit. Right under the limit. And. yeah, dude. I felt I felt the weight, and uh, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That's what I said. <laughs> like yeah. at the moment, I was like, "Are you shitting me right yeah. now?" Yeah, like something like that. Because I was like, "This is they got in your head, ridiculous." Dude. Yeah. Well, they got in my head, but no, I actually thought it was happening in the moment, and I was like, "There's a ghost behind me right now." Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like not not scared, but more just like angry. That's dumb. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, <laughs> like that's ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I turned around and nothing was there. Uh, and I went to sleep, dude. You fell like asleep a, after that? Like a baby. Oh, I wouldn't have. I would not have. Slept. Oh yeah, I, I, would I slept like slept. a baby. Because here's here's my here's what I've always thought about ghosts. It doesn't matter because they can't do anything. Yeah, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Um, kill in you? Some ghost movies, yeah, they can. They'll kill you. Kill you, dude. Well, that's, make you kill that's yourself. a that's a movie. And I guess there is a difference between a ghost and an apparition. Yeah. What yeah, is it? Well, they, what is it? I did uh, so. There, there was a one weird thing that happened, like the day, like a couple of weeks after, I would like bleed from my eyes a lot. But other than like it went away, <laughs> like after like Man. maybe like two or three weeks, it wasn't and, that big of a deal. And did this, yeah. did this honestly, happen to you again, where you felt him? It didn't happen to me again, and I think it's because I didn't give in to that bullshit, dude. Well, for, I was like, for all no, of our, thanks for yeah. all of our listeners. He's still bleeding from his eyes. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's yeah. never stopped. But now it's like it's. You know, people just know it's a part yeah. of who I am, and it's I well. Just clean it it's up. funny because I thought it was like a, I thought it was like a medical thing. And so I, as long as I've known you until no. right now, I thought it was. It, like it very a, well could no, be, but the timing is uncanny from the ghost, and then uh, now the bleeding from my eyeballs. Logan, mm-hmm. what's that thing that it's called? It's kind of like a ghost, but it's like when people manifest enough, essentially, it becomes real. A tulpa. A tulpa. Mm. I wonder if like they had made this into a tulpa. Do you know what they, that is? They mind Jimmy? gamed me. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what that is, Jimmy? Uh, mea culpa? <laughs> no, not mea culpa. A tulpa. <laughs> a tulpa, you stinker. I don't know what either. I don't know what either. You are. old stinker. You old scalawag. <laughs> a tulpa is like... Jimmy, you're playful today. Dude. I think you're like the most modern playful. example is like Slender Man. And okay. That's, and that's... So Slender Man... It's like something that is something that well, is corroborated as not real that well, people yeah. have like well, no. made real. That's not exactly correct. Yeah. No. It's, well. it's things that when there is like... Usually a negative energy, and look, this is all woo woo fucking. It's from Nepal. It's from I think it might be Tibetan, but um, it is. wait, that's I don't want to. I don't. Anyways, um, it is they when you are like when when there's like a a, a village fear and the fear yes. is very great and they're Ooh. all fearful of something at Talk the same time, then that energy will mm. coagulate. Manifest that energy okay. will come to life. So. Yeah. It, it's just like when there's enough energy, usually like negative energy. Jeff the talking area. mongoose. Yeah, Jeff and the we gotta mongoose. we gotta make a pact right now, dude. Mm-hmm. We we're not believing in that and shit. Or I don't we could, for a second. unless someone has a very convincing story. But we'll. Yeah. 
Or what we could do is we could make a Danger Junior tulpa. We could just like create one. Ooh, can we? Uh, can yeah. we create like a fun, like a fun yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like a guy that gives you candy, wings, candy. and what candy and wings. wings. Hot wings. A guy that picks you up so it like he makes you think you can fly, but he's just like picking you up. And then he shit gives up. you hot wings. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What's his name? Hold on. Charlie Buster. Allen. Uh, <laughs> can his name be Buster? His name's Buster. Yeah. Okay. Buster. Jones. Buster Jones. Buster Jones. Buster Jones. Yeah. Buster Take Jones. Yeah. Where's your wings? <laughs> Buster Jones, you make me sing. Oh. Uh, Buster Bust Jones, he's doing that thing. Buster Jones coming in with those wings. Buster Jones, he likes to have fun. Buster Jones gonna get someone. You know, oh, something yeah. like that. I do know. Okay, that was nice. Austin, do you have a ghost story? I've never personally had ghosts interfere with my life, but I was raised. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. yeah, but I was raised Catholic, so I'm always. On you know, I'm always on the offense. I'm yeah. always looking yeah. out yeah. for them. I'm yeah. constantly looking out for that and demons. Yeah. I think demons. Oh, it's right. demons that was for a me, dog. Big part of my life growing aliens. up. Aliens. Demons were that, a big that, part of my life cool. growing up. Yeah, <laughs> aliens or aliens also yes. <laughs> well, I love my favorite thing is like when you get real scared when you're a kid and your parents will be like, "Well, it's okay because the monster's not real. It's okay, ghosts aren't real, baby. It's okay." Like you watch a movie of you know about the Loch Ness monster and like it's not real. It's okay. It's not real. But when you grow up in a really religious household and you're like, I'm afraid because I had a dream about a demon and I'm seven years old. And sometimes your parents would be like, there's probably a demon in the room. Yes, bro. Okay, Austin. What? Austin, Austin, I'm going to totally, I'm going to interrupt your story. Okay. And I'm going to tell my story because it has to do with that. So, so I've worked in a lot of theaters because I do a lot of theater, right? Mm -hmm. And most theaters are haunted. So like, eh, I've had some ghost encounters there. Not interesting. What is interesting is that growing up, in similar light as Logan, I was really fucking scared of that kind of shit. So I used to not be able to sleep when I was a child because I have an older brother. And I thought that the angel of death was going to come and murder my brother in the middle of the night. And so I would like want to. Egyptian plague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would like want to like put lamb's blood on the front door. Even though like, was I in Egypt? No. No. Were you a Jew um, at the time? Never. Are never you, have did, been. Why did you Jesus? say like that once? I've never been a Jew. Why did you say you like you never wanted to be a Jew? Did you have a secret? Logan was did, a Jew for a while. Did you have a secret Jew in your home? Nope. Have you ever harbored the Jew? <laughs> okay, we need to stop saying the short term. Yeah. Let's just use the full Jewish person term. Got yeah. it. Um. So, so the story that I wanted to tell is actually a story that happened to my friend. Mm-hmm. Um. But when she told it to me, I was like, I think that I would have. I think I would have died right on the spot had my family done this to me because of the type of fear that I harbored as a child. Um, so her parents are also divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she was with her, she was staying at her mom's or something. And I, I don't, I don't remember the exact situation, but everyone in her household, it was like her siblings and her mom at the time. Um, she was asleep. She was taking a nap and they decided to make her believe that they had been raptured. Was what? this like wow. left behind territory, like the same kind of era, or is this like uh, they're just they're, no? This was they're like calling an audible, like they're just doing it. She's older than me, so sh- this is like, and she's like eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is like what I don't know, twenty years ago, something okay. like that. Um. So 
she's asleep. When she wakes up, she comes downstairs and they had set it up to where it looked like the mom had been like making dinner. So there's like stuff on this, on the stove and yeah. her clothes are like there. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and then that's her, Elf on a Shelf for Christians. Yeah. <gasps> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. So then her brother's clothes are like in the dining room table. And then her sister had left her clothes in the bedroom. Bro, I would have lost my fucking mind. And so then they all just came back inside after like an hour of my friend just like, cr- like crying, just so upset on the kitchen floor. Just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. What. And they came in. They're like, ha ha, pranked. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't That's like a really teachable good. moment. It was like a pranking. It was a prank. Oh, it was a prank. Mm. That's really good. Yeah. Um, I just want to inform the spooky. viewers, or the listeners, that um, 20 years ago, like you said, yeah. Left Behind had been released at that point. Oh, so. really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just I, I don't really know. Thank you for the fact correction. Yeah. You're welcome. And also, we got to take that computer ago, away from Blake. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years ago. I don't like him having knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, Blake, you've become too powerful, I think. It's true. I've yeah. also seen several demons be exercised at church summer camp. Oh, That's man, what's up. summer camp is Yo. where the demons are, dude. Do you That's think, do you think exorcisms stay. are real? I do don't know, dog. Uh, I don't know. Let this be known. I eat demons for breakfast. Hell yeah. That's a challenge. Anybody, bring it on. Mm. I feel like I feel like the one demon that listens to this podcast was like, I'm sorry, what did he just say? <laughs> like, hey, honey. And she's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, I got, I'm sorry, I gotta go kick somebody's ass right now. Is he and married he's to in a the demon? Car. He's on the way here right now. Huh? Is he married to a demon? Yes, he's married to a demon. What are their no, names? he's married to a Bigfoot. What are their names? His wife is a Bigfoot. What, what are His their wife's names? name is uh, Harriet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the demon's name is Cockblock. Ah. Uh. Cockblock the demon. I'm very familiar with that demon. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've all met him. Been around. We've all, we've all met him. him. Nobody, yeah. nobody yeah. likes him. Yeah. So Austin, I totally interrupted you earlier. I'm ready to hear your story now. I mean, the extent of my story and being raised, I watched. I was very ill a lot as a child, um, or I didn't like going to school, so I claimed I was ill. Facts. Yes. Um, in fact, there's a stint where I was gone for three weeks of school because I convinced my Bro, mother I my, had a virus. My sophomore year of high school, I didn't go to a single full week of school. Wow. <laughs> That's wild. Um, so what happened well, what happened was I would stay home a lot and watch horror movies. I would watch a lot of scary movies. Mm-hmm. And even then, early as a child, I understood that, um, m- that in horror movie logic, monsters and bad stuff only happens to you if you do bad things. That was essentially the, the shtick of 80s horror. It's like, yeah. do you do bad stuff? Are you the least virtuous? Um, you're going to get got. Yeah. Um, and it still carries on to this day. If you like, you have to commit some societal sin. And I think yeah. that put me in line more than any preacher sermon yeah. was that Jason Voorhees is going to rip my head open if yeah. I do uh, drugs or have premarital sex or say something nasty mm. to my mother. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how they get you. And um, I just got off the phone with Jason and I want you to know that still stands yeah. my guy and he told Don't me fuck he up. said meet me at Ashburger biatch. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> ghosts and demons have rules. Like, yeah. You know Michael yeah. Myers and like psychopaths with knives they don't have rules. But like well, that's, monsters I'm chill with because I'm like you, you guys have rules. Well that's the difference in uh, Dungeons and Dragons between devils and demons. Uh-huh. Devils are lawful evil. Demons, chaotic evil. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. 
Fucking nerd, nerd alert. Uh, nerd, nerd alert. alert. Bow, bow, bow. Catch the Danger Junior Dungeons and Dragons podcast hosted oh, God. by. Dude, that's happening very soon. <laughs> oh my, no. That's yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. No. Teaser. Blake, what about you? Uh, I don't believe in ghosts or anything supernatural. I think it's all dumb, and I challenge anybody to change my mind. Um, okay. However, well, yeah. I will tell a story because I do have one. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, I stayed, when I was a, a wee lad, I was a Cub Scout. I stayed on the USS Lexington, um, which is a ship that the Navy had. I guess they still have it. Uh, but it's uh, it's like a museum now. So it's a museum. It's floating out in Galveston, Texas. A Wait, I think we've seen, yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it. Are you making fun of the way the I say museum? A museum. How do you spell that? Uh, you don't have to play her game. Why, why are you doing you this to me? You don't have to play her games. <laughs> is it M-U-E-S-E-M? Or is it M-E-U? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, hold on. on his computer. You're here. making <laughs> me doubt oh. myself. Are you kidding me? He's looking something up. M-E-U-S-E-M. Here we go. Oh my god! I stop. And how would you say that word? Museum. <laughs> how do you say it? Museum. 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 There it is. Now you Blake, got it. Blake, don't you don't have to change for her. This is so fucked up. You don't up. have to change. This for is her. so fucked up. I can't so believe. So you stayed the night at this museum. <laughs> museum. A museum. <laughs> So I stayed the night in the museum. I am the person that comments on your grammar. I stayed at a museum. I'll have you know. That's what she does. By the way, this is what Megan does at night when she turns over. You know what? First of all, yep. She'll do that. That's not a joke, actually, by the way. I'm going to interrupt everything just to say this. If I come to bed really late at night. Which is every night. Which is every night. And Megan's laying on one side and she turns over. She'll smack her lips like 40 times. Loud. I get cotton mouth. She'll turn over and go. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not making jokes. She'll do that. Uh, she will do that. Go on with your story. I'm sorry, Blake. All right, I will. Um, so, first of all, my grammar is impeccable. I pride myself on it. Okay. Maybe I pronounce some things different than other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I pronounced, this is a fun fact about me, I said papyrus my entire life. You know, the font. Papyrus? Yeah. The avatar Papyrus is what I said. I didn't realize that was weird or different or funny. You should start calling what you write. On Papper. <laughs> well, it's not Does Papyrus. Have, it's, it's not, not called it's not Papyrus. Does anyone have Papper and pencil? <laughs> They're not two Ps. <laughs> Megan, it's you're, the correct, P-Y. you're trying to correct people's grammar. I'm going to come broken over this ass, table right Tennessee, now. Tennessee Southern <laughs> English. Rip your head off, dude. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. Thank you very much. I'm Barely. from right. Chicago. So All back right. to my story. I was, I was on the old in Chicago once. <laughs> I was on. Oh, my God. I was in the USS Lexington yeah. in Galveston, Texas. Yeah. And as a Cub Scout, I stayed there overnight for several nights. It was like a, you stay in the, are they bunkers? They March era. Are they, <laughs> the barracks. I guess, barracks, do you yes. have barracks on a ship? Yeah, yes, you do. Yeah, yeah, Anyways. Yeah. Crew, the crew places. Uh, if you're a listener of this show, feel free crew to cabin. tell me That's all about crew cabin. the crew cabin. That sounds mm-hmm. great. So we stayed there overnight. I call it the fuck room. And it's scary as fuck because there's no, there are no windows anywhere. There's no light. And the only light that you have in the hallways is red light. Why? Just put in regular light bulbs. You want low lighting. You want low lighting on a warship. Is is it a warship anymore? No, it's a museum. If you're doing war, if you're doing love, you need low lighting. Okay, but it's spooky. It's spooky. Yeah, and part of it is... You are about to have sex with a ghost. 
Mm-hmm. And the other part of it, it is, is the USS they Lexington. are trying to replicate the experience that you would have if you were serving on a real ship. Wow. That's true. So um, when I was the there list. staying on the boat, um, they knew they had a Cub Scout troop on the boat. And so that first night, they had somebody running down the halls and then getting in the crawl spaces and just banging on shit with a, with a wrench. And they wouldn't, I wouldn't have known this had my dad not told me. But they were pranking us kids and telling us it was the ghosts of slain soldiers. Wow. And so for a while, for like three days, I believed that it was a ghost. Um, and Even then though I, you knew? And then oh, my, he told you No, after. he told me after. And then I was like, okay, wait, there's no such thing as ghosts. And so from then on, I just see the whole thing as tacky. And seriously, if you, uh, if you feel that that is wrong, let me know. Uh, we're about to get a lot of hate mail. I was going to say, what's our really? email? Hate mail? Email us and tell us your ghost stories. What's I don't email? know. Just, just tweet at us. I'm not yeah, a spiritual a person. No, but, no, but you handle the Twitter, so I want them to. Email I don't want to handle it. email. Let's get some or stuff. stuff like some that, well, our, sending it to some our real email address. Our social media is Danger Junior Productions. That's Danger JRPR. You can tweet us your ghost stories that being Only said my first Buster Jones energy my first Only girlfriend that. was a ghost um, because we Don't I mean we were really thrown down often every night mm. and then one day she just up and disappeared mm. and it's like oh you were an apparition this whole time you're just gone now and it's like so I guess ghosts are real yeah I would um. call that imaginary <laughs> friend yeah I wouldn't call that a ghost what? I would, what? I would call that your imaginary friend. <laughs> no, I wasn't having think, sex with I Jeff. Think, I think she just um. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Okay, Logan. Do you have anything fun? Take us home. Um, I don't got anything fucking fun about ghosts. I don't know nothing about no ghosts. My my uh, my dad used to live in a house that. So he when when my parents got married, they were like eighteen. They were super poor, and neither of them lived with their parents because I don't know if they had great relationships. I don't know what they're fucking relationship was like with their parents at the time um but they moved in with this farmer there was a guy you you probably don't even know this about me um i i think i lived there for like three years but i don't remember any of it my sister lived there in for a while virginia yeah okay. there was a guy and he still lives in my hometown or he might be dead now but it doesn't matter um and he had a horse farm and my dad would break colts for him that was like what he would do is yeah my dad was kind of a badass for a while i mean he still is kind of a badass um and, and he's actually not kind of a badass. My dad my dad is a badass. My dad fell out of a tree stand last week. And uh Rip to your dad. Rip to the metatarsal. And uh he um anyways they lived in this house and and, it, and so the the farmer had like a house off to the side that was like a spare little tiny little house. And they lived in that and my mom used to talk all the time about how haunted it was. She would say it was really haunted, but what was really funny is she would talk about um I don't know why I used to think this was the funniest ship. I guess she told me when I was going through puberty is that uh, their bed on the head of the bed, it had like lights all around it, like a fuck bed. You know what I'm talking about? Those beds that like, like, like at a brothel. No, no, no. I mean like light bulbs, like stage light bulbs all around the bed. Like if you went to like a really fancy sex hotel or like a brothel, they have light bulbs in it and their bed had that. And so then my mom would tell me stories about how she had, like, ghosts in the house. And, like, she would go to the bathroom and come out. And there would be a ghost. And she would be like, oh, and be, like, scared. 
and she would talk about how the ghost would like make the light bulbs in the bed go out and like all this stuff. And I just always thought it was funny that they were living in like basically a fucking brothel. But mm-hmm. then the crazy thing to her was um ghosts. Ghosts. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that bed hole I've I've been thinking about that since I was probably seven years old. We should get one. Their bed well was. well let me let me ask we you, get Logan. A fuck bed. Yeah. If I said you can buy this house. Yeah. However, it is gonna be filled with prostitutes. It's got a fuck bed. But there's this other house yeah. that's filled with ghosts of prostitutes. Mm. Which one would you rather choose? Are the ghosts horny? Mm. I mean they're paid to be. I don't think yeah. Yeah, it depends if you have any how ghost you, franks on you. How do you, you pay a ghost? Prussian ghost franks. Yeah. Um, old timey money. Ghost rupees. Yeah. Hey, uh, I would take the ghosts as how, long as they were still. Posted. How do you acquire ghost dollars? Because if I assuming you can pay the ghosts money. The bones are their money. How do you? Oh, you have to yeah. dig up their bones. All right. All right. Well, we're gonna go write some sketches now. Yeah. Ah! All right. We'll see you, cool kids, after the break. Hey y'all, while we're writing away, I wanted to quickly talk to you about one of our sponsors this week, Vlad's Easy Suck System. Look, we've all been there. It's 4am, you still haven't eaten anyone tonight, and sun's up in an hour, okay? You know, you're panicking. You know, you've already been prowling the streets, looking for virgins, and hypnotizing so many people just for the chance to be invited in. You know, all of that hassle already... So why should feeding be just as hard? Vlad's line of products make it so your night sustenance isn't the chore that it has to be. There's the Capri Sun package that makes it easy on your fangs and allows you to drain your victim on the go. Or how about even Vlad's patented magic thermos that keeps blood warm and prevents its soul essence from escaping for up to 72 hours. That's on par with Yeti's even better, right? And not that whole name brand... Got to pay 50% markup for it. Okay, Vlad, very reasonable prices, you know. There's so much I could talk to you about Vlad's easy suck system, but unfortunately, the rest of this copy is smeared in blood. So, listeners, just do me a favor and go to vladsuckeasy.com forward slash DJWR. Not only will you see everything Vlad has to offer, but you also get a 15% discount on all orders over 60 gold pieces. That's a pretty good deal. All right, that's vladsuckeasy.com forward slash DJWR. All right, now back to the show. This is Jersey's Ghost Repellent, okay? Guys, you don't want to miss this product, okay? Every home in Jersey doesn't have one of these and that's why they all have ghosts okay so we're gonna speak to one of our homeowners that has this that doesn't live in jersey right now her name is berthany and she's ready to tell you about her product berthany please tell us how this changed your life hey guys yeah um so i i got this product and um you know my house it used to be really oh excuse me sorry i didn't i I didn't see i'm have a nice day the ghost was just repelled Yes. So and that's how easy as it is. As you can see. Thank you, Berthony. We also have another, uh, we've got, honestly, uh, too many people that, that have had this product work for them. And I, I don't even know who to start with because there's so many people that, are, that want to volunteer to talk about this product that has worked for them. Okay, here we go. Thomas uh, Bl- Blake. Here we go. What? <laughs> 
dad, I brought you on the I brought you on the show to talk about the ghost repellent you used. The the what? Did I you remember how we had, you know, Aunt Linda? She stayed in the house, remember after even after the cancer when we wanted her out? Who? Oh god. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's how good this product is. Literally, someone it works so well that they don't even know that they bought it. And that is why all of our listeners need to buy this product. And you can give this right to now. you can give this to anyone. You can give it to your yes. senile aunts. You can give it to your dad. You can give it to your mom. You can give it yes. to your sisters. And it's a little and poisonous. It, so what? It's it doesn't matter. Okay, it's poison or ghost. Like you decide. It's really up to you in this okay? world. However, it can only be used in New Jersey um, due to restrictions, FDA, that sort of thing. You know, it's not legal. No. Only in Jersey. Yeah, in Jersey. it's. That's why it's Jersey Ghost Repellent. It seems like they're just trying to get rid of maybe people from Jersey. (laughs) That's that's not an ad read. That's just my opinion. Yeah, well, we're not trying to go off the script here, Jimmy. You're right. I'm sorry. Okay, this is strictly script. Anyways, we got to get this product to you guys right now. Use the code. Jersey sucks. And ghosts are cool. (laughs) It's a little poisonous. And we have to say that because... it. It's very poisonous. <laughs> we are legally up to tell it's you. It's rat poison. It's, it's more of a moral thing. <laughs> it's super poisonous. It's just yeah. aerosol rat poison. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of a fog that just kind of goes through yeah. your house that's also poisonous. That poor old man's mind is de- just decaying in his yeah. house. He and has he keeps no... messaging us. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because he's going to die and he is a Jersey resident. He's an old so. guy. Yeah. All right. It's fine. Uh, now back to the show. Two sponsors this week. That was cool. Man, that was awesome. That was exciting. Did you guys have fun writing? I sure did. I didn't mm-hmm. know what I was writing about until the last uh, the last little bit. I think well, that's about good, the midway you're going point, first. it hit me. It was like, okay, I think I get it now. Yeah, I, th- I was going to write something completely different, and I ended up writing what I wrote this week. So we'll see. This is Jeffy Don't Dance. Okay, um, okay so Kevin is played by Jimmy. You're just a regular old white cis male. Mm-hmm. Meredith, you're Megan. <laughs> yep. Thank you. <laughs> it's not you, but I did write dumb woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Got him. <laughs> uh, read it however you want. Harriet <laughs> um, is played by Austin. You're a white cis female. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Logan, you're going to be playing both Jean Paul Van Damme. Mm hmm. Pope slash stuntman. (laughs) 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 And uh, you're also playing Buster Jones. Uh, I wrote rather African, so you will be reading in an African accent. I'll do my best Ethiopian. Um, I I will be playing Jeff and stage direction. And I'd like to apologize to the people of Ethiopia. I present to you Jeffy Don't Dance. Several people are seen fleeing along Red River Street. They frantically hop over a wall into the abandoned courtyard of Barbarella. Go, go, go! He's right behind us. What are we even running from? I'm not sure. I didn't see it. I'm having a hard time believing I couldn't beat him in a fight. Okay, for the last time, you can't just fight a ghost. Or a demon. Or what was it, Kevin? It's not a ghost. It's my imaginary friend, Geoff. Oh, for fuck's sake. We're running from your imaginary friend? You don't understand. 
He's gone rogue. He's breached his former prison. He has realized his true form. No longer an imaginary friend, but an imaginary demon. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I didn't see anything earlier, and I'm having a hard time believing that you aren't just messing with us. Hold up. I think Kevin is telling the truth. I know we all just met, but I feel like I can trust him. He really seems like he knows what he's dealing with. Sounds like it might be a tulpa. If so, it's worse than I feared. What is that? A tulpa is the Tibetan idea of a collective fear manifesting itself into something visible or tangible. I heard about it on Twin Peaks. But it was an imaginary friend. Wouldn't it be a positive manifestation? That's the thing. I was always terrified of my imaginary friend. You see, I had plenty of friends as a kid. This was the kind of friend who just always shows up. And you just dread seeing them. You know the kind. They mansplain everything and kind of smell weird. And they're always oddly aggressive, but not in an endearing way. No social awareness either. You have to just stonewall them for your own good. Geoff was that, and more! So how did he become an imaginary demon? Suppose he became corrupted after I roasted him so many times. So many times. (laughs) He must have come back for revenge. We need to find a way to lose him. It's only a matter of time until he realizes where we went. Any ideas? I have an idea. But you're not going to like it. What is it? You see where we are? Yeah, we're at Barbarella's. Right. And do you know why that's significant? Tell me. For years, basic white bitches have requested jokingly that their ashes be spread on the dance floor of Barb's. Please, connect the dots for me. The ones that tragically died had their wishes upheld. Their ashes were spread on the dance floor of Barb's. That means we can still find ashes there. Will the ashes beat the demon? I think I know where you're going with this, Sean Paul. We need to eat the ashes to gain their power. Very clever. We don't need to eat the ashes, but people will. However, human remains are always in short supply, so they serve as a powerful bargaining chip for a certain prince. A prince? The prince of Eritrea. You know, the Ethiopian-adjacent splinter country that is oddly similar to North Korea, but for whatever reason it doesn't get the attention of the mainstream media. How will he help our situation? How do we even get to him? He owns the Ashburger right down the road. We'll need someone to sneak over there and deliver the ashes. Hopefully, he'll hear our plea in exchange for the ashes. <laughs> I ran track in college, and I'm also kind of hungry. I'll go. But their food has human remains in it. It's just ash. Stupid. <laughs> Meredith sprints towards the wall and hops it seamlessly, ending up on 7th Street. She looks both ways for Jeff, the imaginary demon, and starts her run towards Ashburger. Hello, welcome to Ashburger. Sir, you have to help us. We're being haunted by a demon named Jeff. I'm sorry, what? That's crazy. Can I take your order? Would you like some hot wings? Perhaps a burger? You have to listen. He's coming for us right now. I'm looking for the Prince of Eritrea. Quiet! Not here! Meet me out back. The two behind the two meet behind the Ashburger. Are you the prince? Yes. I'm Basta Jones. You're dealing with a demon? Or is it a ghost? 
They told me it was a demon. What's the difference? Ghosts accept ghost dollars as payment. Demons only want chaos. Well, what what can you do? He, he said it was once an imaginary friend before he roasted it too often. Aha! We need to show it love. Only love can counteract the perpetual roasting. Bring me to the demon. The two run back towards Barbarella, only to find the front doors thrown open. I left them in here. The, the doors weren't open, though. Uh, quick! The two run inside, only to find the bodies of Jean-Paul Van Damme and Harriet ripped apart and lying on the bar. A short, chubby apparition closing in slowly on Kevin, who is cowering in the DJ booth, screaming loudly. Good, stop, demon! Quick, what is the demon's name? Kevin said his name was Jeff, but not spelled like J-E-F-F, which would be uh, phonically correct. Wait, the demon's name is Jeff, spelled G-E-O-F-F? Yeah, I think so. Did he give himself that name? Because he spelled it wrong. <laughs> Who spells Jeff with a G? And now that I'm seeing him, I'm starting to understand the roasting. I'm thinking you didn't roast him enough. Kevin, look at this little man. <laughs> He's the chubbiest demon I've ever seen. That's really hurtful, you know. I've dealt with Kevin my entire life roasting me and calling me a loser and fat. I'm not certain I would even call him fat. He's just chubby. Rather pathetic, if you think about it. I'm warning you, buddy. Really? Just a little pathetic, man. At this point, Jeff pulls out an entire nuclear warhead and detonates it in the center of the Barbarella dance floor. The camera pans into space as we see the entire planet start to melt. The animation style shifts to claymation and fades to black as an anti-bullying ad plays in Eritrea's native language. <laughs> Which, as I've just learned from a quick Google search, is Tigrayans. Finn. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> when you are being bullied. <laughs> uh, Actually, I, w I felt bad that I was mispronouncing his name, but now as I was reading it, it made it seem like I was doing it on purpose. To oh, like Joff. <laughs> yeah, Joff. Yeah. Uh, what's funny is that I actually prefer the spelling of Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Do you With really? A With a G. Every Jeff, every Jeff I've what known that was take. spelled G E O F F. Super cool guy. Was a cool guy. Every and Jeff. trustworthy. Every yeah. Jeff I've known that was spelled J E F F is owned an island yeah. and. Uh, imported children to that Dude, island. Same. I know so the same type of Jeff. Jeff. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. No of. I wasn't on the plane. Um. I. I. <laughs> and Blake. I. I'm gonna be honest. Rip it apart. I was it. not tracking with it mm -hmm. until it's a an anti-bullying campaign. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the end. <laughs> like, and honestly, it made the whole thing. Like, I just imagine it's like the '90s and the teacher turn. You know, when you have the little like AV club. Yeah. roller thing with the big CRT on it and they would play and it would turn the ringing noise on and all the kids are in the classroom. Like I imagine she like presses the off button on that and then she's like, what'd we learn kids? And they're like, what um. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the type of shit that you show children and they're like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That was my was. It, trauma. It really <laughs> made the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. I feel like here's the problem uh -huh. is that I feel like your sketches are better seen than listened to. That's that how I sense. write. Yes. Because I don't so have it's any... Like, I feel like I, I picture the expression on these people's faces as being like, 
like crazy, like always really over exaggerated. So it's like for our listeners, when you're listening to a Blake sketch, just imagine it like that. Just Uh, imagine it like the the way Megan described it visually. Like that. Sure. Like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the absurdity ramps up. Yeah. And that's what I like. But I also kind of wish there was some absurd. No, it is absurd. It is absurd. Just the concept that the ashes were at the Barbarella. You know, I just I just like the ending so much, and like I like those like last two pages. You want a hitter? I think you want an early hitter. I think if one thing that could really really uh, do a lot for the sketch is so you have all these normal characters, right? Harriet and Meredith and Kevin. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it would be if Jean Paul Van Damme was actually a bit. Um, because he does have the, like, I can't believe he is like the aggressive fighter one, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you could even actually make him more of a bit. And that would be like way, like more than enough gas to get us to the point where to get us to Buster Jones. Yeah. Yeah, Cause they are all a little bit straight, like straight characters for sure. Yeah. I, I think, and of course, I always say this, but given more time, I'd like to think that I would have developed the characters a mm-hmm. little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I, I think about midway through, after he's had his dialogue, I think I realized, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I had to mm-hmm. like quick pivot to Ashburger because I knew that was a big... Well, I think that's actually one of the m- more interesting things about the way that... Because we write sketches in an hour, and so you can almost always tell, like, oh, this is when Austin said 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, you can almost, <laughs> yeah. in the sketch, tell, like, this is when But I think about that like, when I watch a movie. Like, yeah. sometimes I'll watch a movie that I even really like, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I guess we're fucking moving forward with mm-hmm. the plot. They mm-hmm. gave up like, on the scene, yeah. Or, yeah, it's just like, like the movie At Speed. some point, you just like have to... Like the movie to, Speed with Keanu Reeves? If you watch Speed, but you slow it down... Mm-hmm. How slow? That movie's too you turn fast off the audio. And you play some slow jams over you play over some it. Black Sabbath. I tried oh, to watch that movie not, Speed. Okay. It was too fast for me. <laughs> 60 miles per hour? Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, y'all are going to hurt somebody. Hey, slow down. You're going to get a ticket. That is irresponsible. Jimmy Carter had the right idea with 55. <laughs> he did. We had what? <laughs> okay, Grandma. All right. Well, um, that was Blake's sketch. Let's move on to Mr. Logan. Okay. Logan. Um, I want to give a quick disclaimer. There's some there's some math in this that's wrong, um, and I don't care. <laughs> okay. So, I don't care. Okay, yeah. So, um, Tom, Kimberly, Cockle, Roger. Okay. Uh, Roger and Cockle are rednecks. They're hillbillies. Okay. Tom, you are basically a radio DJ. Cool. Um, and Kimberly, you are a you're a journalist that's trying to keep it together. Got it. <laughs> The year is 2023, or sorry, 2033. Some music is playing on the radio, and as it ends, a DJ starts talking. Listeners, that was Buster Jones and his classic big brass track, Stroke My Bone. And that's going to wrap up our oldies hour. Up next, though, we have a real treat. I'm sure all of you have seen on the news two ambassadors from the People's Republic of Mississippi have come across a demilitarized zone this week on a diplomatic mission to possibly open trade between themselves and the U.S. government for the first time since the early 2020s. And our very own Miss Kimberly Casper has been able to get an exclusive interview. 
I'm told it may be graphic at times, but due to the exclusivity and importance of this event, we will be airing it in its entirety. Listener discretion is advised. Cockle and Roger Spatula, two brothers from the People's Republic of Mississippi. They both hold considerable power within the nation's very exclusive Senate. Gentlemen, am I correct in saying that this is the only interview Mississippi has allowed with anyone on the outside since your revolution almost 15 years ago? Yes, ma'am. NASCAR. And is there a reason that your nation has withheld any communication from the outside until now? Well, every time we try to communicate with one of y'all's people, it turns out to be a CIA spy or some kind of mind freak that wants to turn our people against us. Ain't that right, Roger? NASCAR. And that leaves my second question unanswered, uh, although, why now? Oh, that's a good question. I'll tell you why now, Kimberly, because it's haunted. What's haunted? Mississippi. NASCAR. You'll have to explain... Well, after Robert E. Lee's great-grandson Gary E. Lee broke off from the Union of the United States of Amazon, as we like to call it, uh, everything was going great. We were living in a land of milk and honey. There weren't no crooked politicians. Nobody was telling us we had to do math or eat kale or go to the fucking dentist. It was uh, what a government should be. If somebody did something I don't like, I had a legal right <laughs> to kill that person <laughs> in cold blood. Uh, tell me, Kimberly, where else on earth is, is that kind of metal shit legal? I have no idea. Well, we were uh, living pretty large, and then we got hunted down. NASCAR. Uh, how so? Well, we started noticing stuff. Uh, people would disappear, and, and not the usual way where when you kill them, the body boys come and <clears throat> take their body to the body pit. But in weird, spooky ways, like they'd be there, and, and then you turn around, and they was gone. Or, like, sometimes you'd do your laundry, and it'd still be dirty. <laughs> and, uh... All that would have been fine, but what happened next, Kimberly, was too much. And and what was that? The ghosts, they uh, started taking human form, and they were... I, I can't say it. Well, what were they, evil? Scary? No, uh, worse than that, they were... They were horny. Uh, oh... Shit, yeah, none of them uh, were even girls. It was all horny ghosts. <laughs> horny ghost men. And our women, traitorous whores, thought they could make us jealous by, by fucking them. And then the ghosts were all uh, really good in the sack, and none of our wives will have sex with us. Uh, I'm, I'm so, I, I apologize. Is, is this some kind of prank? No, hand to the Bible. Not a, not a single one of the men in our country has had a, uh, a good screw since probably before Christmas. That's the only reason we got fucking married in the first place. Yeah, let's go. So you're trying to defect 
back to U.S. citizenship. Hell no! We're trying to trade. We want Alabama. I got a cousin that lives there that says they got ghosts now, too. But they're all sexy girl ghosts that all look like Lorelai Gilmore. <laughs> so we want Alabama or we're going to bomb Vermont. Y'all can have Mississippi back. We don't want it anymore. Well, I, I suppose you'll have to discuss that with the folks in Washington. Wait, wait a sec. Where are we? I thought this was the White House. Roger, you said this was the White House. NASCAR! So you're not Vice Chancellor Chelsea Clinton? Uh, no, I, I'm just a radio journalist. God damn it! We're all so horny, it's backed up into our eyes and we're half blind. We see a lady, <laughs> and we just follow her around. <laughs> Suddenly a voice from the corner of the room speaks up. Boo! Oh, God damn it, that sounds like a ghost. Roger, is that a ghost? I'm so horny, I can't see. <laughs> well, who is, who is this tall drink of water? No. Oh, come on, no, no, Chelsea, don't fuck that sexy ghost. She's a jerk and he stole my wife. Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> Bye, losers. Um, security? I'm a horny ghost. Kimberly calls for security to drag Cockle and Roger out of the room, and she is seduced by the sexy ghost. The recording ends. That's all of the recording we're legally allowed to play without being classified as pornography, as enlightening as it is enthralling. To all of our listeners in Vermont, it might be a good week to go on vacation. But that's all for this segment. I've been your host, Tom Stoppard. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye-bye now. Yeah. Uh, Logan, have you ever read the, have you ever read the play Lysistrata? <laughs> is that this? Is that what this is? Is, is Lysistrata about horny ghosts in Mississippi, Megan? <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude, I've heard this story uh, so many times. Yeah. It's a cliche. You know, it's Taylor's oldest time. The yeah. famous play by Aristophanes wherein horny ghosts. No, I don't. Oh. He's Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> that one I Yes, know. I do. I do mean Stephanie. <laughs> oh <my God>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, why does that one you so good, dude? I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy said NASCAR. Nine times. Honestly, dude, that yeah. was very hard to like I, repeat the same thing. I almost, I felt like Vin Diesel when you know when he played Groot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But without million, the millions of dollars and with more emotional expression, you yeah. did a great job. Well, yeah, you really did. You, know. you, you you read it exactly as as I had and imagined it would be read each time. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I think. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys a bit I almost did, which was originally. Roger was going to be Cockle's translator mm. because I, I watched an interview with Muammar Gaddafi this week and I was basically just like writing that. Because mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, you know how Libya had those horny ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was going to have a, um, a thing where she's like, uh, and, and why now? And then the translator is like, he looks at Cockle and he's like, NASCAR. And then Cockle goes like, hmm, NASCAR. <laughs> he says that, you know, like in essentially like. He really elaborates on like a simple yeah, phrase. Yeah, their only word in the language is of NASCAR. Mississippi is NASCAR. That's like that. funny. Um, just, I was like, hold on. That would have been so much. So I just had Roger just speak some other dialect where he only says NASCAR. Mississippi.
So, um, slam them, Austin. I think you're right. You're right that you shouldn't have included the translation bit because it would have taken away from the horny ghost concept. Yeah. Um, I think just because it was an hour, but like I would have, I think when you expand this sketch and you go back to it, you need to ask every question you have in your head when a random stranger tells you there's a horny ghost. Uh huh. And I think there, there's just more questions I want her to ask, and I mm. want him to elaborate on these horny ghosts. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. I just yeah. think there's more. I need you to know, when you said 15 minutes, I oh, hadn't yeah. even brought up the horny ghosts <laughs> in my writing. I knew I was gonna, that's what I was going to write about. And you said 15 minutes, and I was like, I just got to the part well, where he ghosts. did the, the, the monologue about Gary E. Lee. So, Cockle. W- would Cockle ever be tempted by these horny ghosts? Maybe that's why you're so upset. No, I actually... So, I, I originally... Um, no, Cockle is dead straight. Mm-hmm. And originally, he what everyone else was trying to get an interview with him. And the only reason he came with Kimberly is because he was trying to fuck. And that was like the thing. And so he was going to try to... Mm-hmm. I will say, I think this is a theme in yeah. a lot of our stories is yeah. that we leave, leave out a lot of that exposition. Yeah, a lot of that dialogue. It's so hard that, to fit it in in that hour, that. you know? And I think, I think it's because as we're finishing it, we're like, oh, that's how it would tie it together. Yeah. But we forget to put that at the beginning. All right, yeah, yeah. Anything else about Logan Sketch? No, let's read mine. Yeah, let's oh, get to it. We're late. Let's get to it. Let's punch through these. Okay, so my sketch is called. I don't want to reveal the title actually yet. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna. Let, I'm gonna let the slide. Um, I'm gonna have Logan. I want you to play Daniel. Jimmy, we play Benji, and you'll also play bridal attendant. Blake, will you play Beth? Oh yeah. And then we play Barb. Yeah, I guess I could. Are y'all ready? Oh yeah. yeah. Over establishing establishing shots of L.A. and shots uh, from throughout the season of Beth prepping for her wedding. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Benji. And this is my sleep paralysis demon and me. Uh, We get some establishing shots of Beth's apartment. We see her going about her normal activities around the house, shouting to Benji for something, and eventually sitting at her computer to work on some wedding stuff. Between these shots, we we overhear Benji and Beth's separate talking head interviews. How we got together is, is actually a funny story. The first approach was actually me. I mean, aside from the 18 years of just pure and timeless sleep paralysis, what happened is I was doing my thing, and I was looking at him, and... He was just looking back at me, and I don't know, something just, I let my guard down, you know, and for a second, forgot to keep the restraint power in check, and he just leaned up and kissed me. It was a real kiss. It had feelings behind it. It was a spark. And I said, I'm your victim, and you're my sleep paralysis demon, and I'm falling in love with you. He said, are you really? And I said, yes, I am. And he said, you know what? I was scared to let you know, but I am too. I'm falling in love with you too. Benji comes downstairs to meet Beth at her computer, and we see them going over some floral arrangements. And I asked him, would you ever date your victim? And he said, would you date your demon? And I said, honest truth, yes. 
Uh, I would, because you've been haunting me since I was six. Like, in 19 years, you're the most consistent thing that has ever happened to me. And I really want to be with you the rest of my life. And now I feel his weight on the bed next to me every night. Uh, we, we see the two now going over the seating arrangement, trying to plan on where Beth's mother will sit if she decides to attend. My mother doesn't really approve. So, let's put a wrench in some of our plans. We are both <laughs> consenting beings. If it comes down to it. You know, it's just like the gays. As long as we're over 18, and I'm well over 18, as I'm an immortal demon spirit, everything is fine. Beth kisses Benji, grabs her purse, and heads out the door. We see some establishing shots, establishing shots of Sunset Boulevard in LA, and we uh, end up watching Beth and Daniel enter Love and Lace Bridal. So today I'm going with Daniel to pick out my dress for my wedding day with Benji. I'm really hoping to find something that represents mine and Benji's unique relationship. They walk into the store and are greeted by an employee. Hi, welcome to Love and Lace. If you want to come right over here. Uh, he leads them to a set of couches where he asks them some questions to figure out what kind of dress dresses to pull. So, what's the vision? Who's the lucky guy? Pulling out her phone to show the bridal assistant a picture of Benji. Well, here he is. The bridal assistant looks a bit shocked. What's the problem? Oh, it's... No, it's nothing. He's handsome. In a talking head. I know this crusty-ass stick for brains ain't about to insult my girl in front of my face. Do you want to say what you were already thinking? Because if you're going to lie to our faces, now we know you're going to lie to us later, and I don't waste my time with liars. Beth in a talking head. You know, I'm really grateful to Daniel for sticking up for me, but I know my situation is unique, and I really just want to have a good time. Daniel is now standing in uh, the bridal assistant's face. Bitch, you want to back? I will kill you. Daniel, that's enough. I'm sorry. I know this situation is unexpected. Yes, no, I, I'm sorry too. Let's get you into some dresses, huh? We see the three of them in montage, walking around the store, piling up dresses to try on. The bridal assistant picks out some that the two disgustingly shake their heads at. Some that make them go, ah, etc. We finally get to the reveal dress. Okay, Daniel, are you ready to see your girl? Daniel is nervously awaiting Beth's reveal. Beth comes walking out of the dressing room. Daniel gasps. Beth is crying. The bridal assistant lays out the train behind Beth in a talking head. I've never been so sure of anything in my life. Aside from wanting to hand sponge bathe Benji's hairy flesh each night before bed, I look so beautiful in my dress. This is the one. Beth, this is it, hon. How do you feel? Beth begins to answer but starts crying. <laughs> Just then, her phone starts ringing. It's her mom. Mom? Honey? Mom, you will never guess where I am right now. It better not be at Benji's because you know how I feel about that life-sucking piece of garbage. Mama! I'm just being honest, honey. 
I cannot believe you are still with that disgusting subhuman. I mean, you are just too good for him. Next week on my sleep paralysis demon and me. La 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 la. I can't hear people who put tarot cards in my undies. Well, just burn me down and bring me to bars. I can't deal with her shit anymore. At Beth's bachelorette party, we see her violently running around a giant hotel suite where piles of clothes are lying around and things look like someone was just there. Daniel? Gwen? Where are you guys? Daniel! This isn't funny, okay? That's next week. Beautiful. <laughs> well done, dude. Well done. Ah, so wow. good. Very well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Megan, this was a great sketch. Thank yeah, you. it was great. It it's, was a, it was a really it's good one. So hard to write uh what I envisioned as like this reality TV show because so yeah. much happens on those yeah. types of shows, like mm-hmm. sound cues and like yeah. people looking at each other dramatically and like there's so much that happens in such <laughs> yeah. a short amount of time. And I was so like, much how of I it fit is all this here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So much of it is visual of like I, like, I was following along the whole time. Okay, though. good. Like the <laughs> yeah. talking head thing was really yeah. cool. Just the satire of those shows. Like you did you did so well at like I want you I wish I could just can you just like do this format well, all the time. I was yeah. thinking so like so I originally started writing like this episode almost as like them starting at the bridal shop. Yeah. Um, and then like her mom calls or whatever. And I was like, well, I kind of need to explain it, it, This needs to be the first episode of this series or yeah. I won't get to establish that she's in love with her sleep paralysis demon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I imagine that I could like literally write this as a reoccurring thing right yes. and like the first one is like the exposition right like it's the two of them discussing their wedding we have the episode where um she's going to the bridal shop we have the bachelorette party episode we have like you know the night like the setup of the day of like all that so kind of stuff honestly you could probably even cut a lot of the ending you can probably cut the mom shit maybe all of it yeah well <laughs> literally just because like i don't even think you need it like i think the rest of the sketch is great like up till there like, I mean, I know like it's a show, right? But I, I like I think like just like for the joke, like for the economy of the joke, like. Were you trying to create a cliffhanger at the end? I wanted it to end suspense, so that way it would oh, go okay. to like a. So like I could have ended it with with Daniel, like really getting in the guy's face, uh-huh. um, but just for the sake of like writing it as like a one time sketch, I really wanted it to be like happy, sad, suspenseful, angry. Like yeah. I wanted to do all of it, like reality mm. TV shows do, you know? Yeah. So I, I really went for it. Yeah. Oh, um, and I think just for the listeners, I think there was a small um, error. Oh, it, the he. Yeah, it was, because it was I was mis- like, yeah. It was, because yeah. for a second I was like, are they, do they both have relationships with two different, and he's a gay guy that has a relationship yeah, with a demon? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a part in there where during mm-hmm. Benji's thing, he's like, I kissed him, I leaned down and kissed, kissed him. Kissed him, and it was yeah, supposed to be her. her. Yeah. 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 Let's move on. All right. My turn. Austin. Sketch the Austin. All right. There's four characters and some sti- stage directions. Door. All right. First, uh, we're going to do um, George, played by Logan. You are a high school jock. Okay. Um, Easy. Terry, you're played by Megan. Uh, you are walking. You're in the scene starting with George. Kind of uh, just a guy you hang out with. No label. Could be romantic. I think y'all, y'all, are, y'all are on a date, okay. essentially. And something went wrong. Uh, when you're entering the scene. Uh, Blake, you are playing Victor. Um, Victor is a ripoff of Vincent Price. Uh, Who dat? um, For the listeners. For the listeners, he is a horror icon from the 
40s, 50s, and 60s. Very um, posh but creepy British guy. He's the he did the thriller British. British. Oh, the thriller. He yeah, yeah, the, he did yeah. British. He's British, isn't it? Not yeah. like that, but he's, he's he did the thriller voice. The Hounds of Hell and James rot Bond inside a corpse in rot shell. inside. A thri- I'm doing shell. the thriller rap. What's that? The From the song Thriller, thriller by Michael Jackson. Foster, Who that? You mean Brands? <laughs> you imagine? I mean, you run a, a haunted. You run a haunted house essentially. Yeah, just do it. You're a real creepy guy. Honestly. Just a creepy guy who's very sophisticated. Mm. Okay, and cool. The I got it. Complicated role. Look, I got it. Yes. And the complicated role. And you are Buster Jones, Jimmy. Buster. <laughs> Buster makes. <laughs> All right. Buster makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Interior old mansion, night. An old derelict mansion lies dormant on an eerie night in Buffalo, New York. Not a single living creature has lived in this house in decades. And yet, through passing wind, swaying rotten wood, and tattered curtains, the place screams volumes just as the camera lies still getting settled into the unsettling abode a light shines through the front door two small thuds rack against the front door before it gives and creaks open two lone wanderers of the night enter george 17 letterman jacket jeans full head of hair but still a baby face and terry 16 leggings tight sweater uggs Probably played by a 20-year-old, but still passes for high school. I'm sure there's a phone in here. Looks like this place is wired for electricity. George, I I think I'd rather freeze out there. This place, it's loud. Relax. No one's lived here for years. My dad's the only one with keys. We're just calling a tow truck and then waiting in the car. I swear, if this is some sick joke or a way to get into my it's pants... It's not! It's not! Then why is there a condom in your wallet? I saw it when you were paying for dinner. No, it... Terry, no, it's just... Okay, full disclosure, I was going to make a move. I knew it! Okay, but in my in my truck! I won't do it in my truck! Certainly not in this place! Too many spiders! Oh, they don't mind. Ah! Lightning crash. From the light in the window, George and Terry make out a silhouette at the top of the stairs. The spiders eat all the other vermin. From the top of the stairs, we make out Victor. 55, elegant robe, major Vincent Price vibes. Staring at the intruders. He's holding a candelabra that paints a sinister look on his face as he slowly descends. There are much scarier things in this world than a little spider, young man. Terry and George are shaking in fear, but George is able to stammer a coherent sentence. Who? Who are you? What are you doing here? When when, when my dad finds out there's a squatter here... This was my home long before your father laid his grubby little hands on it. I should be asking what you two are doing trespassing and such. Uh, I... Please, sir, we just wanted to use the phone so we could get our car towed. We we didn't think anyone lived here. This house is so... What? What were you going to say, young lady? In this rain, very rude. To break into my 
home and make such statements. I must admit, not the best week to give the housekeeper a week off. Look, I'm very sorry. We'll, we'll just be going now. No. The door slams shut in George's face. Forces beyond his control are now keeping him and Terry here. His mind wraps around the situation he's currently in as he turns around. We are not done here. I... I'm so sorry. Please. Please. We just want to go home, sir. We didn't mean any trouble. Ha! <laughs> home. But we just started. Victor has reached the bottom of the stairs. He takes the candelabra and chucks it at Terry. She ducks as it hits the wall. <laughs> Victor throws a large electrical switch at the base of the stairs. The house, once in deep slumber, comes alive. Chandeliers light up, passages fill with the sound of faint music, and most importantly, Terry and George now see that the whole house is red. Blood red. Dripping blood red. Small drops of red drip slowly drip down the walls and the chandelier onto Terry and George. Terry lets out a blood-curling scream as Victor laughs maniacally. Welcome to your door! Terry, I'm so sorry, I'm... Uh, I, I'm so sorry, I... Wings! I'll, I'll try to distract him and you'll... Wait, what? Welcome to your dome, Wings! Oh, wait, damn it! Victor throws another switch next to the one he just threw, and a large banner drops down in the foyer. It reads, Doom Wings Bar and Grill. What? What? Uh, this is a restaurant? A haunted restaurant! It's April. <laughs> it's April. It's only a soft opening. Okay, and I'm sorry. Uh, which one of us broke in? Right. Was it me? Because I don't remember breaking into a restaurant that I own late at no, night. No, I get it. I get the get why you're mad. Could it? <laughs> could it have been one of my employees? Hey, dude, I'm sorry. Okay? Buster, you there? Coming, boss. Out from the back room comes Buster Jones. Seven foot two, carnival barker outfit. Bowl of hot wings and candy in his large hands. Buster! Did you break in five minutes ago asking about a phone? Acting like you own the place? Uh, no. No. Can't say I have. I've just been working on the kids' menu for the past four hours, hoping to not be disturbed. Okay. I broke in. I'm sorry. You don't have to be an asshole and embarrass me in front of my girlfriend. Girlfriend? George and Victor look over at Terry. She's been looking the blood off her face and hands. It's it's wing sauce. Don't be weird. Kids menu, you say? Yeah. Buster? Yeah, it's a kids menu. It's a bowl of hot wings and candy. Kids love spicy and sweet. Try some. Terry gets a handful and scarfs it down. Why is there wing sauce on the wall? And why did you ignore my question? Holy shit. Puster, this is a great idea. Really? I'm glad I get to show off my cooking skills to someone cool. Cool, huh? Cool, yeah. Not pretty? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> wanna, wanna fly me out of here? <laughs> Terry? He's got hot wings and candy. All he got is a letter jacket and no gas in the tank. <laughs> See ya. Terry and Buster fly away into the night sky. A moment between George and Victor. So, 
Do you want to hang out or? No. Victor <laughs> throws the switches off and goes back upstairs. Phone doesn't work either. Use your cell phone, idiot. It's out of battery. How's that my problem? Victor closes the door to a room upstairs and George is left to his devices. He pulls out a spoon from his letterman and starts eating sauce off the walls. <laughs> letterman, no gas, and a spoon. Fuck you, Terry. You don't know me. Buster! Buster Jones ain't gonna let you the black. borrow his phone, no Buster! Buster Jones! He ain't gonna let you borrow his phone! Blake, your performances tonight have been yeah. so good. They've been on point, Blake. Yeah, Wait, that thing was really good. To Bishop Cider Company. Uh, <laughs> we need a sponsor, and I've been drinking a lot of your cider. It's really good. Please sponsor us. Please yes. sponsor us. What they don't know is that we're going to bleep out uh, the dark cider and just put Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> but in a robot's voice, yeah. like series. Nickelodeon. 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 Yeah. Right, yeah. what do you think? Um, one of my favorite things about this sketch was uh, as soon as it turned into it's a wing sauce, Victor just got on the <laughs> bit of, did you, did I break into the house? Like, he immediately gets on that bit and then he's just on that for four pages. Like, he's just, he's just like, as soon I as we, it. yeah, as soon as it turns around, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I just really like how dedicated to that bit Victor is. Um, I, I kind of wish that Victor had been, like, more upset that his, like, like, I want him to be like, did it work? Are you spooked? Oh, yeah, yeah that's a good idea. I like um, that. Yeah. Because if he's trying to open, like, this haunted restaurant, then, like, when he kind of reveals that it's him, he would be like, mm-hmm. scale of one to ten. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's before, corporate. Before them, once they get mad at him for doing it, and he's like, oh, who... Did I break in? Right, like then he yes, can kind he of move on to that bit. That's mm-hmm. a good note. Yeah, no, I liked it a lot. Um, I thought the tempo was good. I thought everything about it was great. I just mm-hmm. uh, the tempo. That's a very good. Yeah, that's yeah. A good way to describe mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you caught me off guard good. with the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. No, I didn't. I thought think that it was, was a typo. Be. I thought when he said Doom Wings. I thought he was going to have like some weird ass quirk, like some, I don't know, some other thing. And when it was a restaurant, I was like, that motherfucker. He can't help but say wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me neither. Yeah. Because I want some. Yeah. Let's go on to Jimmy. Let's get out of here. Let's do it. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Who are we playing? I don't know. Um, (laughs) So we've got, we've got Reich, Jaber, Stacy. We've got a monster. Okay, Logan. Actually, so there's this thing where I do like monster noises, and I was hoping you would do the noises when uh, the cue's like. Yeah, I'll do the noises. Yeah, just like yeah. some weird noise. Um, and actually, why don't you just go ahead and play the monster? You got it. But Deep voice monster, monster or high voice monster? High voice monster. You got it. Yeah. And uh, so let's have. You'll play Jaber. Okay. All right, Blake. Why don't you play Reich? And Megan, okay. you're gonna play Stacy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna narrate. The USS Terror sits half abandoned in the dismal swamp. A group of young adventurers appear on the still rising ship. Here it is, fellas, the USS Terror. I don't know, gang. Should we really be doing this? Oh, come on, Jaber. We have to. It's Halloween. Yeah, Jaber. It's Halloween. Don't be such a Nancy. Ah, okay. 
I'll do it. But we have to hurry. It's getting dark real soon, and I want to get back to the neighborhood. The Harveys have been bragging about all the candy they bought this year. Gangbusters, a quick peek, and we'll be back before you know it. Jaber stares at the towering ship. It slants in the deep swamp waters, moss growing and creepy. It looks all the more sinister as the moon rises, but something was telling Jaber to go inside. They climb the growing attached trees on the right side of the ship to make their way inside. There's a well-trodden path leading to the only noticeable entrance. It becomes clear to Jaber that there have been others that have entered the terror as well. Stacy enters, followed by Reich and Jaber. Wow, boys. No wonder no one comes around here anymore. Yeah, this ship is a total shithole. Well, what do you think, Reich? It's old and creepy. Yeah, whatever, it's just a ship. Let's go in further. Yeah, just a ship. They make their way down the corridors. There are slow shifting sounds of metal and swift high-pitched air passing through as they plunge deeper into the ship. As the light behind them begins to fade, Reich pulls out his flashlight. Stacy and Jaber keep close to Reich as he leads the way. As they make their way through the mess of webs and moss, a heaviness starts to weigh on them. They hear something in the distance. Hello? Who's there? Come out now or I'm gonna give a knuckles sandwich. He winks at Stacy. Oh no, I knew it. I, ch- I, ch- I shouldn't have come here. Don't, don't come out, Mr. Ghost. He's just kidding. We're gonna leave now, Mr. Ghost. <laughs> Rack puffs his chest. No, I think you should come out. Ha <laughs> ha, double dog dare you. Reich, you are bananas. Oh, please don't come out, Mr. Ghost. My friend is a real buffoon. <sighs> there are large footsteps and banging ahead. The sound begins to swell as the three stand there, ready to meet their fate. Jaber is frozen. Stacy is wide-eyed and unswayed. Reich is feigning courage. There is a silence. And then something shadowed in darkness and gloom emerges from the shadows. What's up, guys? Oh, I'm gonna barf. What is that thing? Dear Lord, I'm the pumpkin ghost. You're hideous. Behold, a pumpkin-shaped figure with cartoon eyes doth appear before them. He's got a cowboy hat and a frisbee. Wanna play some frisbee? Rex starts beating the hell out of it. Die, you apparition of hell! Oh, oh, oh! Reich, no! It's a costume! Oh, jeez Louise, that's little Bradley in the Satan's get-up. Oh, no! The 50-year-old man with little boy syndrome? What's he doing in the terror? Well, we could have found out if you didn't flip your lid and beat him with your flashlight. It should have not come to this. No, hold on, you guys. How was I supposed to know smaller man boy Bradley was going to be in a pumpkin suit from the depths of hell on the USS Terror? I am not getting grounded for this. What are we going to do? What if we don't say anything? We just leave right now. Actually, I think I'm... They all scream. (coughs) Terrified and still in a deep shock, Jaber starts to kick Bradley, but his kicks are so pathetic. That he just falls to the ground. Uh, I fractured my shin. Mother's gonna be furious. Stacy, look at me. She stares in deep concentration. Jaber and Bradley, we gotta leave them. It's getting awfully late, and I really want to get that Harvey candy. You're right, Reich. These two ankle biters deserve what's coming to them. Stacy and Reich look behind them and begin to run. They take off. 
leaving Jaber and small Bradley in the dust. Just as they see the exit, pumpkin vines wrap around their legs, and they are swiftly pulled back into the terror in front of the two they left behind. Jaber is seen piggybacking on the back of Small Bradley. Small Bradley neighs like a horse, and Jaber screams, I giddy up, little bumpkin, tonight we feast! So wait. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine, okay, Jimmy, do you watch, um, have you ever seen Arrested Development? Yeah. I imagine that this ends in a similar way. Uh, to where the guy who gets his arm cut off is like, and that's why you never leave milk in the fridge. Oh, yeah. You know, where it's, it's like, like Jaber was in on it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in this, like, you know, with Blake's story where, like, his dad ended up telling him, like, it was all a prank. It's like, Jaber knew and he's trying to prank the two of us kind of thing. You know? No, but they, they eat them. This is a trap to murder them. Oh, it's real. This is, is real. Is it real, Jimmy, or is it fake? It's no. real in the end. And yeah. Jaber is a monster too. Jaber becomes a monster. Uh oh. Yeah. Mm. He's like he's in cahoots with. Okay. With, uh, so yeah, the be- stakes are real. <laughs> Got it. Mm. Yeah. And I'm the pumpkin ghost. That was the voice I did for the pumpkin ghost. I liked it. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, that's my favorite voice I've ever done. So mm. does the pumpkin ghost like? Uh, he was a bystander. What? Yeah. So. There, I guess there is a pumpkin ghost. It is not Bradley or Jaber, but they work for the. Pumpkin ghost. No. Okay. Explain it to us. Um, and this is... Tell us more, Jim. <laughs> so, nothing would have happened if they didn't beat the shit out of Small Bradley. It would have wow. been fine. Wow. Because they thought he was a monster. They thought he was a monster. Got and they it. treated him as such. I thought he was a monster. No, he was, he was just a fella. Got it. Yeah. Or it turns out he was just a fella. He, and so Bradley. this is—he made an impression. And this is, yeah, that thing that Austin was saying exactly. Yes. Where people that do bad things in '80s movies, yes, mm-hmm. that's bad that's literally oh. that, that's what all of this was hanging on. Got it. So I think they, the, yeah, I messed up that line then because inst- I said that's wait that's Bradley in the Satan getup. I think. That was probably the one thing we got confused on. There wasn't an action line where we like took off the mask and it's like, oh yeah, that is Bradley in a yeah. pumpkin costume. Well, they had already made up their minds. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not really their fault. It's just the way they responded to fear. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I like it a lot. Yeah. So, so, and so now they're all, now they all got shit coming for them. Because they kicked Everybody Bradley. dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Jaber yeah. becomes the fear that he was afraid of. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm on board. I That's love this. Too ex- it's too much explaining. Well, my, this is Batman opinion. Begins. It's just Batman Begins. This is Jaber's <laughs> origin story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Martha Jack- Wayne's pearls. Mm-hmm. It becomes Jack Skellington right there. Right there behind me. Right there behind Right there above my head. Pumpkin ghost. And his head is one of Martha's pearls. No, I think like, yeah. here's, okay. Or? So I changed my mind. I've changed my mind. It's no, it no longer reminds me of Arrested Development. Now I'm thinking mm. that like because we're doing like these 50s style voicings and stuff. Yeah. Um, and we call each other like, oh, we're the gang, right? Scooby Doo. That it's like very Scooby Doo, right? Very. Yeah, but Scooby-Doo. but then it just gets crazy fucking violent and everybody dies. Yes. So it's like yeah. I get it now. Like they're thinking like, oh, we're gonna take the mask off and but be then like, Freddy's oh, it was so and so long. Shit out of the out kid. Of him yes. You had yeah. it. Senseless yeah. violence. So I guess oh, if yeah. I were to offer one critique, um, more violence next time. Uh, yeah. I'm brutal. You, no, but actually though, violence. actually though, th- like for real though, it, you you could like have a thing where it's like he 
might have killed this kid. And she's like, Jesus Christ. And she's like, whoa. We have to leave that. Yeah. This is like you and me. We both did it. And it's like, Reich goes native. Like it literally makes sense. Yeah. Because I think like, I think making the stakes super crazy for these characters that are like uh, the nicest kids in town. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, the only critique that I, once I, now that I know like literally where your intention with the story is, the only critique I have is that uh, you could have just gone crazier with it. Well, I feel like there should have been maybe a little bit more of a setup because I hate to explain it at the end. And then mm-hmm. they're not to be the reveal in the words or dialogue. Well, that's the cool thing about yeah. that's the cool thing about this um, this format is what we can do now, Jimmy, is we can take this sketch, we can tool it a little bit, and, and throw then, it away, and <laughs> throw it in the garbage, <laughs> and then film it in real life. Yeah. yeah, yes, and that could be like a Patreon thing that we do for Halloween. Or just a thing that we do probably. Just pay us. It's not everything. Please. Has to be pay money. Us I don't want things to money. Be money <laughs> that, that could definitely be a Patreon reward. Spooky, spooky, spooky. What a spooky, spooky. episode. Or just a reward for good boys and girls on Halloween. And on that note, are we right. we've, had it, a, we've had a fun um, time. Do we all want to... A fun ride. Do we all want to say goodbye to Buster Jones together? Say Everyone say one word. I'm going to do a beat. and Everyone say okay. one word that you love about Buster Jones. Okay. On four or like... And start with Austin. Gratuity. Candy. Faith. Voluptuous. Flight. Thank you for listening to the Halloween episode. Praise you, Buster Jones. (laughs) (laughs) The Danger Junior Writer's Room is a Danger Junior production. Come sock. Produced by Austin Zessen, Logan Baggerly. Megan Castleberry, Jimmy D, and Blake Brown, Comsock. Engineering by Jim D and Blake Brown, Comsock. Edited by Austin Zessen, Comsock. Theme song by Blake Brown, Jimmy D, and Logan Baggerly, Comsock. Make sure to follow this show and all Danger Junior Productions at DangerJRPR on Twitter and Instagram. That's Danger Junior Productions spelled DangerJRPR on Twitter and Instagram. Come sock. All right, she dead now. Bye bye.